114 video days. This is the Natural Living Podcast. I'm Skater Boy. He's the Soundhawk. I'm Josh Tyson. He's Mark Brush. He's also the Soundhawk. Did I say that? Text the Soundhawk 303-548-6877. That was our new theme music. Called? It's called Natch Theme. Wow. Yeah. Very, very creative. The music. That's Natch Theme. Something else. The Natch Theme. This is the Natural Living Podcast. We needed a so we're gonna music. hear that every week now. Yeah, and on the back end, man, it oh. gets it gets really rowdy. So stick around for that. Uh, sad news in the world of all things natural living this week, as the world's oldest person, Emma Murano, dies at age uh, 117. Episode one, uh, episode 88. Yeah, we talked quite a bit about Emma. We did her, her diet. behaviors, her lifestyle, the way she was natural, the way she wasn't. <clears throat> oldest living woman died. She was born uh, November 29th, 1899 in the Piedmont region of Italy. She was officially the last person born in the 1800s still living. She had attributed her longevity to genetics. It's always, always helpful. And And a diet of three eggs a day. Very key to our food food news eventually, audience. This lady lived on eggs. Raw eggs. She used to do... Like Rocky Balboa and shit. Wait a minute. Wrong already. I think she did like two raw in the morning and a scrambled one for lunch or something like that. Maybe I'm. You get the gist. I bet Emma was shred. She barely ate. No, she was not shred. Well, didn't she live in a? She hadn't a, left her apartment in like twenty nine years. Oh, but at one point I bet she was shred. I bet she was because she walked all around this hilly little village. She had a rough imagine. life. She, she had, had an abusive cats. husband. She kicked to the curb. I remember one that, yeah. one child. I think died. She'd been through like. I think it said she's lived through 90 different governments in Italy. Oh, that's right. And she was blind and deaf. So she, she was having trouble. But she, she couldn't was read. No one could read to her. She was happy. She was eating eggs and she barely ever ate fruits and vegetables. So take that and shove it in your cornhole, natural living. We love you. Uh, and so now the world's oldest uh, human, that title belongs to a Jamaican woman named Violet Brown, who was born on March 10th, 1900. She's only got to make it what? Another year? Not even. Yeah. What's that noise? Never mind. I didn't hear it. I don't know what that was. So she is officially, because March 10th is not that far in the rearview mirror. She's a hundred and sixteen. She just turned 116. 17. She just turned 117. Okay. She is right there. 
Yeah, she would have. She's she was just like a like months behind Emma, basically waiting for her to die. R.I.P. Emma. I think I'm gonna start eating more <laughs> eggs. Although, uh, it said like her sister lived to be 99. Her it's genetics. Mom and aunts all lived to be a hundred and something. Yeah. My grandmother. If I ate those three eggs a day, I'd probably die next week. My grandmother, who you hear it in my voice? Side of the family I most resemble. Oh, thank you, Grandma. I've got uh, the thick, greater legs. That's what they say. That's what they say. Uh, she is ninety. She's going to turn ninety-seven this year. I can see some of those legs with your skate pants on. Ninety-seven. Ninety-seven. Is this the Leavenworth grandma? Yep. She features prominently in uh, episode. Uh, I'll it's, look it up. It's it's further back than Emma. She's she's the show image. She is. Uh, while you do that, will be the from the vault in the newsletter. You should get the newsletter by texting me three zero three five four eight six eight seven seven. I'm the Soundhawk. Welcome to the Natural Living Podcast, Natch. And I have a brief correction to make. While Mark looks for that picture of my grandma, last week we featured a story about a homeopathic doctor who had given someone a turmeric injection, a hot turmeric injection, and it killed them. Uh, the this person, Eric Jade, Jade Eric. I think that's right. Was seeking treatment for I eczema. A, I think it was a she, right? That's what I said. Episode I? 72. Said she was seeking treatment for eczema. Episode 72, dream on. There is Grandma Lilith? Uh, Virginia. Grandma Virginia, by yeah. the fire. Um, Enjoy that. Eric Jade, Eric or Jade, Jade Eric, was Jade Eric. seeking treatment for eczema, which you were... Passing off as being just kind of a minor irritant. There's just degrees of it, but... Dude, this is the correction. You were right. I was confusing eczema with psoriasis. My mistake. Well... My friend said had psoriasis, and that is way worse. That's the one where... I don't... All it right. really affects your quality of life. Look! Well, thank you for making the correction. Yeah. <clears throat> it's good to eat your hat every once in a while. But not both of those conditions, I think, can be minor or major. Mm, yeah, maybe. You could have, like, a little patch of eczema, or you could have, like... Well, Persistent, chronic, large, scaly, all over. And you're like, ah, oh, just the itching. You know what it is, though? Why are you so intent on, like, dogging a dead person about how not, bad their eczema I don't eczema know what was. her... Oh, my God. I know people that have uh, both conditions. Oh, do you? And they're highly... They don't They don't bother them at all. It's oh. just like a cosmetic So that thing. must be... That's everyone, then. There's. Right? De- I'm not saying that. I'm saying there's degrees of it. Thank you for the correction. Natural yeah. living. Yeah, that's this not, is the this natural, is natural Living Podcast. And, and you know what? We're going to take you straight into a segment with one of oh, man. the most impressive get. people in natural living. Greg Bagney. Him, Where's the money in natural living? Yeah, he knows the answer. 4G Greg Bagney White Road. About, yeah. to, about to quack at you. Quack? About to lay an egg, man. Lay an egg. What do chickens do? Squawk. However you like it, here comes your Greg's egg. It's time for a story wrapped around a business proverb. The place was Telluride Ski Area. The proverb was, quote, money flows downhill and shit flows uphill, unquote. The ski area had a new owner, and luckily, I got hired for a four-day contract gig that turned into four months and then turned into a three-season gig, but that's a whole nother story. Anyway, in Telluride, I learned lots about the money flow, the shit flow, and how it creates community flow. 
Sure, in 2017, we all talk about building an online community, but I think when you work in a ski town like Telluride, you really learn the complete meaning of quote-unquote community. Since you are literally, physically, living in the middle of this lovely freak show. Much more than you could ever imagine virtually or online or at sea level community. By the way, I have this theory that high elevation amplifies everything, so dealing with humanoids at 10,550 feet just makes things crazier. But that's another another story. Of course, today the online community can negatively affect you, flame you. But in Telluride, many of the above tree-line community close encounters were in person, or should I say, in your face. Interstellar irony, the community depends on the ski area for more than half of its annual GDP. Hence, money flows downhill. And the community didn't own or control the ski area, but at this high elevation, that didn't hamper anyone from voicing their opinions like they own the joint. Hence, shit flows uphill. But wait, there's more. The previous owners built an adversarial relationship with the community for decades. So locals were happy and justified to stop and confront you in the grocery store or even in the dark at the tiny local movie theater where you were trying to escape Box Canyon claustrophobia for a few friggin' hours. This impromptu bitch session could start around the season pass price or opening or closing days or Lift 7 used to close at 3.30 and now it closes at 3 or you groom too much, or you don't groom enough. But they all ended with something like WTF and you suck. Now that's some shit flowing uphill for you, baby. For added effect, the bitcher was usually overserved. Uh, I was the bitchy, by the way. One actually stuck a finger in my chest in a grocery store aisle while I was holding a head of lettuce. These complaining close encounters made receiving nasty emails and hurtful online comments seem like a walk in the park. Quick side note, at that time, Telluride Ski Area was not profitable, so new management invested lots in marketing and new lifts to bring in new destination visitors. One more thing, we willingly chose to spread the love and collaborate heavily with the community to turn things around. It was a much better and virtuous way to roll considering how much previous community damage had been done. But the locals righteously rebelled even about the good stuff. And this is when I finally figured out and appreciated the fact that money flows downhill and shit flows uphill. Not sure there's a moral to this story. Maybe I just like the mental image of dough and poo flowing up and down a mountain. The good news is, after three seasons of working hard and understanding this bi-directional flow of money, shit, and community on a mountain, Telluride hit their highest skier day count in their 32-year history. Ack, ack. Yeah, Greg. That was full of intrigue. I mean, you can go listen to S-Town. I'll just take a Greg's egg, thanks. I don't need it in a six-day serving or whatever. Let's, you know what we're going to do? We're going to assemble all the Greg's eggs and drop them as a season, all like six episodes at once, so you can just go through them, binge Ooh. on them. What I liked about I that... I think Greg already did that on his own SoundCloud page, though. No, FYI. but we'll give, we'll give him some love, the Natch treatment, oh, right, right. the Mavenry. The Mavenry. So here's what you got. One, what was that? that egg? That was natural living, baby. That wasn't food. Yeah, that was shit and bivalves. I think Greg has intuited. Yeah. He, we have this simpatico energy with Greg. He can feel it. When yeah. we make a little shift and go, man, what are we talking about? Natural living. This is the natural living podcast. He gives us a natural living egg. 
two. What an image of Greg holding that ice. Is it, I'm just imagining a head of iceberg lettuce. You think Greg's eating night well? No. Yeah. I, I want to ask him what kind of lettuce he's eating, but he's got a head of lettuce. I bet it was a, one of those uh, living lettuce, like a butter lettuce. Oh, that'd be nice. In a smarter. little uh, clamshell. I, I can't imagine. Well, this is maybe, when was this? 10 years ago? When was Telluride? Where he crushed it. Ah, he didn't say. Maybe back then he was eating nice lettuce wedges with blue cheese and bacon. Could be. No, Greg's timeless. He wasn't ever doing bacon. Thanks, Greg. 4G, Greg Bagney, White Road. Wonderful egg. Doesn't uh, get any better. Emma? People have been throwing around the kingmaker term on me lately. Yeah. Bringing that back. That's the guy. Come on. Are you he's kidding me? He's the kingmaker? I think he's the sage. Yeah, I don't think he's the kingmaker. That's, there's something, the king something tawdry about being a kingmaker. Yeah. Fuck well, yeah. that. That's why you're the kingmaker. Ah, oh, shit. He's the sage. I want to be the sage. You're not old. You, you haven't lived enough. He's, I'm older than him. You're not older than Bagney, are you? In spirit and body. Nice try. Well, yeah, your back's all jacked because Bagney has a back guy that he goes to that you laughed at, you scoffed at I'm going to go see Norm, I think. Do you want to feel better or not? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe that's the real question. My point was, there seems to be an emergent theme here in episode 114 of Natch, the Natural Living Podcast. Video days. Video days. And that is eggs. Emma's eating eggs. Nice Greg's laying segue. eggs. Nice segue. Greg's even asking how you like your egg served. And now we go to a story about mayonnaise. You can't make you can't make mayonnaise Forever without eggs, can you? Never fabonaise. Just made that up. That was beautiful. Sir Kensington's will be joining the Unilever family to continue our work of making condiments with character and helping to find the next generation of good food in America. Sir Kensington's. That's a condom company, isn't it? Acquired. That was Sir Richard's. Sir Kensington's oh. is the Fabernays, is the eggless mayo, is another bespoke. You don't, you don't know Sir Shh. Ken... Mm, those are so loud. There's the, it's the twin effect of the... They come unexpectedly and they come... <laughs> at too a, loud. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you don't know Sir Kensington's? I do. I'm just oh, fucking... Of course it's got, Yeah, it's like the little... Charming. New Yorker looking monocle dude. Yeah, they're trying to be very bottom. charming. I mean, I don't know. This partnership enables us to create greater change for more people. Yep, heard that one. And allows us an unparalleled platform of resources and support on which to do our work. Yep, that's been said before. A lot of people trying to change the world through Fuck egg. this food industry, man. You just love interrupting. Everybody has to sell. I don't, I don't fault them for selling, but nobody can make it. Nobody wants to make it on their own anymore. But they're going to save the world with their eggless mayonnaise. They're going to save it a little bit. Not yeah. that much. A little yeah. bit. Yeah, a little bit. They might bit. save it. I'm glad they're doing it, you know? Hold on. Uh, I have quite a, a little bit of a throat cold yeah. from all my throat singing. Mm. The only thing I liked about... The, congratulations, Sir Kensington's. I'm a fan of their products. I don't... Um, oh, we've talked to... We, you know who we've talked to about Fabinez and Greg. We talked to Greg. Mm-hmm. A little bit behind the scenes. I'm not going to share what the insights were. Okay. Good, good one bringing it up then. It also helped... This is Sir Kensington's talking about Unilever, that their storied history began in Victorian England, from which our fabled Sir Kensington hails. Now this I like. That their fake mascot actually comes from someplace where there are real sirs and lords and shit. What I like is that if you're going to sell your company, which is the big news, Mm -hmm. eh, I want to focus on this little weird detail about how our fake mascot somehow ties into the Aligns with their lineage. Learning about the great Lord... Come on! The great Lord Leverhulme? Leverhulme. 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 Sir Thomas Lipton. Both real people. 
Sir Thomas Lipton. As well as contemporary integrations like Seventh Generation and Ben and Jerry's, both of which owned by Unilever, encouraged us that Sir Kensington's would be in good company and under long-term care with Unilever. Godspeed, good luck, moving on. Nice cozy corporate blanket for you. This is good. Canned mushrooms can include 20 maggots of any size and 75 mites per 100 grams. That is good. This comes from the New York Daily News. Doesn't happen often, but creepy critters, such as bugs, birds, and even bats... Occasionally make their way into pre-packaged food and onto the dinner table. Most recently, a Maryland couple made headlines after they discovered a live scorpion mixed into a bag of spinach they'd purchased at a giant grocery store in Chevy Chase. How's that? A scorpion? You're about to serve your kids? Oh, you don't, are you a bag salad guy? You do that sometimes. The boxes. The box. I like the the block. The, block. <laughs> the box of salad. Yeah, you open your box. Gonna last last dinner's ready. It's warm. It's on the plates. The kids are calmed down. They're ready to eat. You're gonna throw a little butter on there, little little bit of lettuce on there, and some dressing, and you yeah, throw it on there. Usually, do with your hand. Scorpion crawls up your arm. I have pretty good reflexes. I think I'd fling the scorpion before it you know stung what? me. You know what? I bet you'd be like, "Hey, man, it's natural. It is natural. I know. You know what I don't do? I don't kill spiders. I know a lot of people do that shit. That ain't natural. That's bad." Frickin' uh, mojo. 50-50. Depends on... Nope. I rescue spiders from the drain. If a spider's on the wall, I take a cup, a glass cup, and I put it over the, over the spider. I slide a piece of paper underneath. I take the spider outside. Maybe you need more to do. No. You just don't kill spiders. It's bad luck. Very natural. You Fine. Keep killing spiders. I'm not killing spiders! Half the time you are. Uh, all right. It's fucked up. Uh, more disturbing still, a pair of people in Florida. What's a pair of people? A pair of parrot people in Florida were chowing down on some salad until they discovered a dead bat in their container of greens. So what's not in, listed here for you to read as a quote is the way this happens because, you know, you got these mechanized machines that do all the harvesting mm-hmm. and they just grab whatever's in the... Scooping up everything. And then the mechanized conveyor belts, like, if you don't have a little human quality control in there, you're not going to catch the dead rat dead bat either or the rat yep this is old news though. i remember hearing when i was a kid assuming it was an urban legend but that any any jar of apple juice you buy at the store probably has it like one and a half grasshoppers just pulverized well well the fda published the food defect action levels levels of natural or unavoidable unavoid fuck me <sighs> unavoidable defects in foods that present no health hazards for humans i'm going to enunciate don't let that alarm you. Which details acceptable levels of contamination when it comes to food. Food. According to the guide, things like canned mushrooms can include 20 maggots of any size and 75 mites per 100 grams. There you go. Your apple juice might be allowed to have 1.5 grasshoppers per... I'd rather get a grasshopper than a you mite. You say apple juice or applesauce? I believe I said apple juice. Did you mean juice? Uh, I said what I meant and I meant what I said. I'm giving art. While the same amounts of ground, very loud, ground cinnamon can include up to 400 insect fragments. In fact, experts say humans unknowingly eat up to two pounds of bugs a year. So you know what? The insect protein craze, it's nothing new. Nope. We've been eating insects for a long time. We just didn't realize it, did we? Secret piece of the diet. Oh. Oh, my God. Do you need to go spit that in the sink? Bats are a bit more troublesome Somebody said, adding there are quite a few ways for animals to end up in the food filling supermarket shelves across the globe. Don't let it bug you. It's very natural. 
we're here to tell you, don't ain't no thing. Yeah. I mean, speaking of spiders too, doesn't the average American eat eight spiders a year in their sleep? Just crawls in your open mouth. Yep. Are you an open mouth sleeper? I don't know. I don't Uh, watch myself sleep. I don't think you are. I breathe through my nose. I'm a closed mouth breather. You're not one of these? No, that's not me. It's almost like if you were doing the the semi-snore thing, that's okay. But if you're just quiet and your mouth's agape, that's kind of weird. I had a roommate once and like... When, if we dr- were drinking a lot. Makes you just want to put stuff in their mouth. He would fall asleep with his eyes open all the time. That's creepy. Yeah. He'd like pass out in weird places, and then, but he'd be across the room like slumped in a corner, but ah! just <laughs> staring at you, but asleep. This is a podcast. Nobody can see that. That's natural though. All right. Are you ready to change your life? Yeah. I didn't watch of- this video though. So you'll just- Oh, you didn't? I was, I'm going through this uh, dock while my kids were at swim lessons. I didn't have earbuds. Was they were, you only had a couple. Oh, you didn't have to read all these, but all right. Well, so that's there's too some bad. mushroom coffee. Tell me about it, Mark. Get, well, all right. Why is it for me? It says mushroom coffee for skater boy. Why is it for me? Because this will bring back coffee into your life with the addition of medicinal mushrooms uh-huh. and no caffeine, no jitters. There's no caffeine. Well, in this? I think it's half the caffeine. There's some caffeine. Where do you half get? the caffeine plus medicinal medicinal mushrooms? Uh huh. Health benefits. Coffee. Put them together. This is this has got you written all over it. What's I'm, it say? Think with lion's mane and chaga. That one has lion's mane and chaga. That's like a th- oh, lion's mane mushrooms. Okay. Gotcha. Yes. 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 So if you watch these videos, now the one thing I don't think you're going to like about this is it's an instant, you know, you just a powder. I don't mind that shit. What? I don't mind. Like people, I, I pour, pour a little in there, hot water, mix it, drink it. But you can add your little frothy milk. You can add whatever you want. All right. Medicinal mushrooms. I can see you hitting that once a morning as a little beverage. In the, oh, you think chaga. that might offset the, the chaga, the way caffeine triggers my tinnitus? I'm just saying, saying. I was thinking of you. Okay. Now I'm going to talk to these people. Maybe I'll get some... Uh, Maybe I'll get you a sample. Or we could go buy one. Give me a sample. Do You're it the on king air. Maker. If you watch these videos, you'd watch Taro from Finland, who founded the company, explain it to you, which I encourage you to do at your leisure. My leisure or um, are you talking to the audience? If they get the newsletter, they can do that. There's also a review of the product from BuzzFeed. BuzzFeed? BuzzFeed. Or Business Insider. BuzzFeed or Business Insider. Do I really care enough to look it up? Fuck. Business Insider. Okay. Funny video, actually. Quick. The guy's kind of liking it. Then he goes to his office and like nine out of ten people say it didn't taste good. And then one person's like, I loved it. So he started his business based on one out of ten people liking it? No. That was just a review after it's been out for a while. Okay. Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. I think there's three or four different blends. You got the Chaga Mushroom, the Lion's Mane, you got the Cordyceps. We'll get the stuff, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> so what did you what did you grow up eating? So loud. I didn't grow up eating mushrooms. I didn't like mushrooms when I was a kid, Mark Bittman. I gotta tell you what. I wouldn't go near them. I hated the way they smelled. My parents, when they had guests over, you they I they would make stuffed mushroom differ. caps. Oh, you're talking about edible mushrooms. They would make stuffed mushroom caps. They'd put them in the little toaster oven and it made the whole house just reek like mushroom. I know what you're saying. Hated it. But now what about a medicinal mushroom? I've heard they can do great things. 
Not, not a conquer your fear of death. Not a psilocybin. Oh, uh, I don't know. I mean, I figure every mushroom's medicinal in a little, Just in some a, way, a some subtle legal, way. ingestible. I love a hen of the woods. There you go. Do you love it? And do you love this show? Because if you do, you should head to Patreon. We're on Patreon. Natch nine thousand. Oh, the benefits keep stacking up over there. Let it. Let the people know, but keep it brief. No one wants to hear this shit. Now, what have we? Uh, there's a bonus app. There's. It's now. It's no. It's not just the music of old gay. No, it's old gay scores, and then you also have the soundscapes, the shoulder season soundscapes. Oh yeah, one of those is up there. Uh, yeah, welcome kits in the work. We're halfway there on the welcome kits. Yeah, we have a bunch of buttons, but as you know, a goose goose got loose. Goose got loose in our Cleveland button warehouse. Buttons everywhere. So we've got an intern out there working to organize them and get them all back. You know, interns. Yeah, I mean, if you're not watching them like a hawk, like a sound hawk, caca! I wish this the sound cue would come in there. Thank you to all our patrons. We totally appreciate it. Uh, I'd say we wouldn't do this without you, but we did do it without him for a long time. Yeah, we do without him. But hey, not everything though. No, not we everything. We would do this without him. Ooh, but some of the other stuff we wouldn't do without him. Oh, okay. The extras. Well, that can only mean one thing. It is that sound. It is tarot time. That sound brings me back to book buddies. Oh. Uh, Have we also done... It's not book No, it's dude. fuck. It's, it's in, in the, the face. face. <laughs> God. I can't get our spinoffs. Got them all mixed up. You should go to our... You follow our feed. You go listen what to What do we book do buddies. on book buddies? Uh, we read a... We talked about a book. Oh, yeah. And then we had the, the questions at the end. Yeah. With the sufficient web links. All right. Well, do you have a, a tarot question, Mark? Well, I have a tarot question because this show is called Video Days, and this show is going to run long because we've got a special segment at the very end. Uh-huh. That's going to allow Josh to cream his pants multiple times. That's not really what it's about, though. What it's about is me boarding. trying to impress upon Mark. Oh, it's hard boy. to, it's, if you don't skate, it's hard to understand. But I skated a little, but not enough to understand. You tic tac You tic tac I did more than tic tac No, I didn't do any fucking I just want to help Mark understand uh, the reason uh, yeah. that I am enamored with skateboarding. Okay. So I was all. thinking of that, and when we get to that final segment, this will all make a lot more sense. But the question is... I don't really know if skateboarding is 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 skate a true form of natural living? Mm. Yes or no? I mean, I can because give you this my is the natural living the podcast. In this unnatural world, Mark, yeah, a planet sheathed in concrete and filth. Skateboarding is the most natural reaction in to an that unnatural setting. world. Skateboarding is a natural reaction. Yeah, skateboarding is a natural reaction to an unnatural world. Interesting thought. Uh-huh. Let's see. I mean, let's see if the tarot picks up on that. I don't know. We're going to do our, our classic three-card read. Yep. You got your user's manual. We got the past. We got the present. You don't even have it out. We got are the future. Yo, you're going to get it. <laughs> I've got it right here. <laughs> you're gonna should wait. I just go? Should I do what uh, D-Face said and just go on the picture first and then we can check it against that? Sure. Past. <clears throat> I will write these down. King of Wands. Sounds good. Ooh. Actually, I, I just like to read from the thing. Okay, oh, okay not ready. It's just a good jumping it's off like little training wheels. It's like tic-tacking. The tic-tacking before you do the uh, name one trick. The ollie. Which one's that? Where you jump in the air and bring the skateboard with you. It sticks to your feet like glue. Def- you don't have to hold it. Five. Not that big the, air you don't thing. touch it. Nope. Yep. All right. Defies physics almost, but not. 
The physical and emotional nature to which this card is attributed is dark, ardent, lithe, animated, impassioned, noble. Oh, it's exciting, right? <laughs> this is the past of, oh, wow, past of what? Past of skateboarding? Past of the, do I say skate or skateboarding? Um, kind of depends on the situation. You wouldn't say the history of skate. You Skate would be the verb, let's go skate. Mm-hmm. But if you like, some people if say you like, skate as a no, thing. No. I'm not saying they're right. You wouldn't say I love skate. Listen, You'd I was in I some skateboarding. hot shot ad agency meeting trying to do this hot shot skate thing, and they. So you were in a room for people who knew who know That's nothing about skateboarding. That's my point. Who know as little about skate? They knew a little bit. And yeah, they, skate. They call, they call it skate. Let's uh, see. That's see. a that's a huge red flag. Okay. Well, I'm just confirming. Okay. Well, I'm confirming it for you. Hear people talking like that. You're like, oh, okay. So if, I, so if I got Dave Carney on the line right now, Skyped him in and said, man, let's just do 20 minutes on skate. He would not. He would laugh. Okay. <laughs> like, right. What are you talking about? I'm in skateboarding, right? Skate. We'll call it skateboarding. It's just skate, man. Yeah, I thought you called it This skate. is our new skate campaign. Is skate a true form of natural living? King of wands. Uh, divinatory meanings, dark man, friendly, countryman, generally married. We've had this card. Remember generally married? This was in, this came up in the, uh, was it just last should, week? Should Natch become an agency? That was just last week. So King of Wands, big figure in our lives, apparently. Yes. In our past. But what I can tell you, uh, live, most skateboarders are live, I suppose. Mm. The, the one I'm zeroing in on though is dark. Mm. Cause right. there's a, there's a darkness to skateboarding's past that you don't, that I've discussed on this podcast before. Skateboarding used to attract the misfit toys, man. It was like, oh yes, yes, yes. It yes. was the uh, the children from broken homes. I've seen evidence of that. The ADHD kids, the ADD kids, the kids who didn't quite fit in in other areas. A certain form of social outcast. Yes, drawn to skateboarding. Yes, because it's a, it was a subversive act. And you know, and I think for me, is art is a uh, is a uh, uh, what's that guy? Tyler, the creator, and. Uh, Golf and uh, Odd Future. Odd Future. They skate. Uh, Tyler the Creator skateboards. Nice. Ah, he skates. That, that kind of guy. Lil, Lil Wayne skates. That doesn't seem to fit as much, but I don't. He's not very good at it. I've seen him skate. He he kind of looks. What are you saying? I care off, off the air. I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about, man. Skate. Uh, oh, skate. Right, skate. So yeah, in the past. There, there's a nobility, though, to it as well. And yeah, there's some noise in the house, Mark. This is a house. I didn't say a thing. Just focus on the conversation. I'm listening. So you're, you're already you're sabotaging the tarot readers. No, you you're can't out, handle you're the truth. Presence. Sorts. Presence. You're out of sorts. Justice. 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 Typing that down? I did it. Where is justice, anyway? I'm just looking at the words now. Equity, rightness, probity. <laughs> Strange words. Executive. So in the present, skateboarding is, skateboarding is right and just. Maybe it's at a, at, a, at a height, at a peak. Popularity, crossover, mainstream. It's penny become boards, very mainstream. Tic-tacking. That's why, you know, the past is dark. There's a darkness. There's mm-hmm. an edge to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. But now uh, you could be the most popular kid in school being... Totes. You could be the best skateboarder in the school or the, yeah, the quarterback, and it wouldn't make a difference, would it? Yeah, bro. Equally cool. Equally adored. Holmes. Future. 
what, what the hell is this? <laughs> the Nine of Pentacles. It looks I like, like typing looks like Frida Kahlo. Pentacles IX. This is important. This is the future. This is always the go-to. This is the card that matters. The Nine of Pentacles. A woman. And don't you like how this is our new interlude? It's kind of like an extended, we do a little tarot into the music. It's just a little break between the front and back half of the show. A woman with a bird upon her wrist. What's more natural than that, Mark? Stands amidst a great abundance of grapevines in the garden of of a great house. But is it natural? That bird doesn't want to be on a human wrist. She's not clutching it by the It's not like a pet. It is. It's, well, is it a hooded falcon? I, I can't tell what's around so, its head. So, 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 so what did you eat? It's got some sort of red thing on its head. Maybe it is a hood. Maybe it's I, a captive. That is, that is, that's a, that's a gyre falcon. Well, maybe, maybe the, maybe skateboarding is the falcon. You, it's, you, you're, it is you're the, the, the it, look at this. This is the unnatural world of man. You got the tarot. Here is the skateboarding, which is natural. Coming to the aid of the unnatural world of man, doing its gnarly bidding. Interesting bra. read. There, there is a little more to this, I think. On the tarot. Meanings. From the Gur Falcon. Prudence, safety, success, accomplishment, certitude, discernment. No one's more discerning than a skateboarder, Mark. What? I'll tell you what. They look, know what's what. Look. There's little pictures of falcons with helmets that covers their eyes so they can't see and it calms them down. Yeah. That's not natural, though. Put a little helmet on a falcon. Well, I know, but you got to put a little helmet on skateboarding, too, sometimes, man. Like, here's one with next to a dog. That looks weird. Some of this, these are great. We got to do something. Oh, they're too small. Can't find a, a high-res falcon image. Huh? <laughs> All right, so there you have it. The, the tarot actually confirmed what I said. That in this unnatural world, skateboarding is or skateboarding is the natural reaction to this unnatural world. That's a great hood. <laughs> They're kind of cute. They're ridiculous. They're sort of like S and M looking for. Well, a bird. yeah, but so what's so weird is that it's, it seems like universally, it's not just a little helmet they put on the falcon. They just uh, they do all this decorative stuff on top. Little plumes coming out. This is a little merkin situation. Well, well they know birds like feathers. Fancy, fancy helmet for your falcon. Well, falcons are fancy. I'm going to save that image. If you own a Falcon, you're probably I want music, fancy. man. I got some fucking music for you, brah. You're going to have an allergic reaction to this one, Mark. Mm. Uh, because the song's called Allergic Reaction. How do you like that? Uh, it's by this band called Roya. I think the lead singer. I think she's uh, of Iranian descent. Okay. You got a dude from New Zealand who was in that band, The Clean. Don't know it. Doing some stuff. It's good. It's good.
Took a bite. Getting back into it. This is Natch, episode 143,412. Episode 114 video days, the Natural Living Podcast. Welcome back. This is what would be considered the food news eventually portion of the program. Mark's eating food. Inside a fringe economy, the convoluted camel milk trade. Eric Berger, newfoodeconomy.com. Camel milk. Today, Desert Farms, I think is probably the main leading brand, not necessarily big brand, of course, but leading brand doing this thing, works with eight family farms from the Amish Mennonite community. Mm. Hmm. That's where they're getting them camel milks. The Amish have camels now? The smallest, according to Desert Farms, has just two camels. Wait, what desert are we talking about here? It's the name of the brand, of the brand of the camel milk, Desert Farms. But don't Farms. camels like to live in a desert? They'll, they'll live in... The Mennonites live in like Pennsylvania. And... Yeah. Okay. That camel's hardy. Just checking the facts, man, that's all. The smallest of these farms has just two camels, and each of them processes and bottles the milk individually. There is no central processing facility. The company offers fresh, frozen, and powdered milk, plus kefir, soaps, and other products, all from the camel. Hmm. The majestic humped beast of the desert. I don't think I'd call a camel majestic necessarily. The largest market for the milk lumpy and weird is in Northern California. <gasps> hmm. Really? They're, make, they're making a bang out of it, or what's that shit called? Bang. Is that what they call it? I think so. No? Yeah, it's like when you boil uh, milk with spices and weed. Oh, God, I don't know. Ask your skate. Ask the skate. <laughs> I'll ask skate. <laughs> ask skate. The largest market is Northern California, where it is sold in stores like Mission Heirloom in Berkeley. Whole Foods had offered the milk, but no longer carries it because it wasn't selling, according to a spokesperson. The going price, $10 a pint. For past, yeah, I forgot you like don't like milk. Pasteurized milk, $18 for raw. Earlier this year, Abdul Wahab, who I think has the man behind Desert Farms, told CNBC that he was selling 5,000 bottles a week, 80% of it to parents of autistic children. Mm. The plot thickens. Oh my God. So you the- got the Amish and the Mennonite. You've got Abdul Wahab. I can't remember his Saudi Arabia. I can't remember his lineage. I asked about which desert. Maybe he's from... Uh, scolded me. Philadelphia. I don't... Scolded you? What? Uh, I said, which desert? You're like, it's just another company, dude. Uh, the, the camels are not in the desert. Just there is a rich tradition of... Let me see. I think it's Saudi Arabia. Of uh, oh, camel rearing oh, stateside? I can't throw all the things in the notes, you know? I don't think people are buying camels. Saudi. Milk. He's a 26-year-old Saudi. Okay? Okay? Camels are kind of funky looking. 
But apparently there's some nutritional... People in Saudi Arabia oh have been drinking camel's milk for centuries as a health remedy or on special occasions to honor guests. So it's not a every day on your cereal kind of milk? No. It's a medicine for the young kids. Until recently, milk. you could read miracle stories on the Desert Farms website. Doesn't this sound familiar in the natural food world? It's very natural to have a miracle story behind your product. Which called out studies and testimonials citing its effectiveness in treating or preventing... Not just autism, diabetes, and cancer, but allergies, autoimmune conditions such as Crohn's and multiple sclerosis, macrocytosis, thrombocytopenia. What's the secret ingredient, Mark? What's the compound? anemia, tuberculosis, and Alzheimer's disease. Does that sound good to, too good to be true? The FDA thought so, and on September 15th, sent Desert Farms a warning letter laying out the facts of life for the company. So what's the compound, Mark? What's the secret? No, That's it? It's just camel's milk? Because they also want it really raw. Yeah. And then you got the whole raw milk overlay. People think the raw milk is really healthy, but periodically you get sick and die. Lots of people have been dying lately. Raw, unpasteurized cheese, too. Cheeses and milks. Raw milk. You know how you end run that? You get into a little buying club. And you all sign waivers, and you're like, well, yeah, we're a buying club for raw milk. We know we might die. We don't <laughs> care. Because it's raw, baby. It's paleo. So what about this raw? FDA spokeswoman just sent a copy of the rules to uh, Eric. Sorry. God, that's so gross. <laughs> Camel's milk must adhere to all the same requirements that cow's milk is held to. There's this whole little wrinkle about hooves, because the law has to do with hooved milk from hooved animals, mm. whether or not the camel's hoof. Cloven foot. All that stuff. The camel has a big, broad So it's a miracle foot. cure. Uh, I did see it first at Expo a couple years ago. Oh, yeah? Yep. I remember talking to Greg about it. Uh, it seems to be what following a typical trajectory of it's going to cure us of all our ills, but then it doesn't. There are lots of these, the Amish Mennonite, like, they're like, I have, I have the diabetes, but I drink, the, I drink a pint a week, and I can have whatever I want, sort of thing. Hmm. Mad placebos. That's what I think. You got to drink the raw to get all the effects, though? Is that the deal? You hey, gotta, man. You got to roll know. the dice? You can pay 10 bucks and get yourself a pasteurized pint. I don't know what I'm going to do. On the web. Camels are remarkably finicky, Josh. That doesn't surprise me. They typically won't lactate if their calf isn't in the pen with them and if they haven't gotten to know the person doing the milking. Oh, they like a familiar hand on that teat. Just like a... Just like anyone, Mark. Just like anyone. And so to final to finish this story, to come around the curve, you got yes, more. the Amish and Mennonites have a little exotic animal business going on. Where, yeah, there's some camels, there's a bunch of other wacky stuff, and there was, lo and behold, I'd never seen it, the Zadonk. Zadonkadonk? Guess what that is? That is part zebra, part donkey. You got it! The Zadonk. All right, you just sit back if you're going to chew. Oh, I got another story. No Damn. one wants to hear that. What's in your microwave oven? Ugh, your head soon. New York Times. I think this was an op-ed. I'm leaning back from the mic so you don't have to hear the food as much. It's pretty grody. You can still hear it? If I'm, if I'm really listening, if I put my sound hawk ear hole to it, yes. I'm going to swallow this bite, then I'll be done. I'll have one more bite, but I won't Since you're the sound hawk, we should get you just a, a human-sized falcon cap to wear. You could be <laughs> blind while you podcast. You'd maybe like it would that. contain some of your... You'd like that, wouldn't you? Maybe you'd interrupt less. Ugh. You know what couldn't be more natural? Chewing, making noises with your mouth. 
you know, on a not, podcast. It's also very natural to run from that sound. <clears throat> so longtime listeners will understand that I have a fascination with the microwave. I believe this was on the cutting room floor of our time with Greg at Costco. Yeah, because it wasn't that interesting. I am this is curious. No, I just want to know what, how does that thing actually work? And does it degrade nutrients? Is it creating, what's it doing to the waveforms of your food products? Doesn't, I don't know. I thought it just made all the molecules bounce around really fast and is it? build up it, friction. And that's okay? Well, I don't know. I don't think it's like necessarily so- ter- terrible for you, but why would you microwave food when you know it degrades the Well, because it's super convenient. Why? Because 96% oh, of it's a- so convenient. Because yeah. you just need convenience. You've got a microwave. I barely use it. Yeah. 2007. Like Greg, Greg uses it to warm up bowls. <laughs> That's right. Only the glass bowls. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I. Oof. Easy, fella. Loud. 2017 is the appliance's 50th anniversary. So we're just going to spend a moment talking about microwaves. All right. I'm surprised the natural living community at its fringes has not just assailed the microwave. I know people that don't have microwaves at all. They refuse to use microwaves. In 1967, Amana, you know Amana. No, I don't. Yeah, they brand. Introduced the first countertop microwave oven with new technology that brought the price down to $495. Oh, that, that's probably a better way to say it, actually. Well, mind blown. But that was still expensive, equivalent to, equivalent to $3,600 now. Consumer resistance was also fed by reports that microwave ovens leaked dangerous radiation. New government standards went into effect in 1971 and helped alleviate those fears, and sales began to rise. But you know, I don't know. Hey, man, I'm just me. But I'm guessing they just, yeah, they kicked it down some notches. A little bit less radiation. But it's still there. So I'm, I don't understand. You, you, at first you seem aggravated that you're not allowed to use your microphone, but now you're saying... My microphone? Or your, your microwave, but now you're saying you think they're dangerous? I want to get to the bottom of the microwave. What Why? Is it? They're not that great. They're not even that useful. We may use the, revi- the device to reheat homemade soup, but its ubiquity is based on the convenience of factory-made food. Oh, the storylines come together. Dude, the microwave oven is a shitty tool for warming soup. That's the thing. You put the soup in there, you warm it up, and then you go to touch the bowl. The bowl is scalding hot. The soup around the perimeter is warm, and the soup in the middle is cold. So then you, you burn your fingertips, you stir it up, you microwave it more, burn your fingertips, skin grabbing it, and then the soup is warm, but some of it is crusted around the edges of the bowl because it overcooks. So just use your range, man. You got to heat your soup, use your range. Get a little pot. That's natural. Pour it in the pot. That's natural. It's Put a natural. flame under it. In 1979, Swanson, which already made the foil wrap TV dinner, announced a hey, line You of- can't put foil in the microwave. PSA right there. Announced a line of 14 frozen foods formulated and packaged for microwaving, including chicken and wine sauce and three breakfast items. And from there, we never looked back. In 2009, microwaves could be found in 96% of American homes. All right. I mean, I I understand your concern, but do you really use it that much? I hardly ever use mine, so I don't really care that much about it, you know? Uh It doesn't occupy my mind. I'm not worried about use and that I'm overusing it. I just kind of want to know what it does. 
I want to put to bed for once and for all all this natural wing nut stuff. Well, then why didn't you? Why didn't is it you, safe? Is it not? Why, I, did, why didn't you just find an article that explains how it works instead well, of one celebrating its legacy? Because I, this leaves me with many questions. Yeah, if you're that <laughs> curious, you can. I mean, we we have the tools. So my my quest to understand the microwave lives on. Okay, I mean, I think most people who live naturally, truly naturally, probably barely touch the thing. Mm. You don't need it. But they have it. They have it to warm bowls. <laughs> I've never just warmed a bowl in the microwave with I, nothing in it. I, that I, is a Greg Bagney invention. That's a Greg Bagney life hack. That is a life hack. You warm a frozen burrito in the microwave, same thing. Yeah, I do that. It's hot as shit around the outside and the middle stays Boop. all cold. Well, you, I, you heat it halfway, then you break it open so that it gets into there. Yeah, but then, then it starts it's not to pretty anymore. Out. You break it open, then it's not a gorgeous plate. Hey, man, I ain't looking for pretty. I'm looking for fast... And I'm looking for cheap. See, that's your thing. You want the Tyson chicken breast. You want the antibiotics. Okay. It was not, that was a Whole Foods fucking chicken, dude. You need to calm down about the Tyson chicken that you think I- Oh, now you're saying it's Whole Foods. When I first brought it up, you're like, yeah, yeah. No, it was- Maybe it wasn't. Yeah. So what if it came from King Supers? Would that be a problem? Yeah. Huh? I'd like to, like to see what you do. All right. Well, you see, know now what you're you not, do? You're you bring gonna... it up like nine straight episodes. <laughs> I can't believe I ate that chicken. I didn't say I can't believe I ate it. I said, I can't believe you fucking served it to me. Because <laughs> you know I think wasting food is a crime against humanity. So if someone serves me some fucking shitty meat <laughs> and I'm in their house, I'm going to be polite to them and to the future fucking generations. And I'm not going to rub it in the starving people in the world's faces by not eating it. But I'm not going to like it. I would never serve you a Although cheap it, conventional chicken. It, it was a very tasty chicken. You bet it was. The, the main problem, of course, was that I didn't realize you were vegetarian at the time. I was trying to eat vegan. I was trying to lower my cholesterol. Yeah, I, I had not. A, a quest that you never took seriously. I'd never figured that out from all of our podcasting. <sighs> all right. Well, <clears throat> here's what food, here's what our food might look like in a climate change induced dystopia. Oh, so it's right up your alley. Oh, yeah. Ryan M. Mandelbaum. Love him. Gizmodo. Love it. Climate change is a really abstract phenomenon for a lot of people. Ali Wist, artist and associate art director at Savour. Oh, Savour. How was it? Well, when we talked, he said most people would say Savour. 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 No, they would say Savour. But he said it's Savour. He said it's Savour. And you and I said Savour. Ali Wist, artist and associate art director at Savour magazine, told Gizmodo. The most natural way. Yeah, we know it's natural. They don't really associate it with their daily lives. I think food is one of the most intimate substances we encounter. Hmm. Yeah, it goes in one of your most, most nerve-enriched holes. What about lubricating jelly? Yeah, personal lubricants are very intimate as well, Mark. How often are you encountering, encountering personal lubricants? In Me personally? <laughs> yeah, we're getting personal now. You brought it up. Not often. Do you like Astroglide? What's your, what's your lubricant of choice? I gotta know. I don't, I don't have, I don't, I don't. You've never lubed yourself, have you? <laughs> what do you use, lotion? Uh, just my mind. I meant for like to reduce friction, man. Yeah, just my mind. You Did just, you know that tinnitus? You just sit and think about it till you. All of the, the self is illusory. How about friction a Friction si- is illusory. How about a silk sock? How about your silk robe? Don't you dare. <laughs> 
It can lend an emotional intensity and connection that people won't have to these abstract scientific concepts. So she's, she's saying food is the way to show people ah. the impact of climate change. Okay. Everyone eats, everyone thinks about food. I think 90% of Americans now consider themselves foodies. I read that somewhere. Really? Oof. I didn't really read that somewhere. That's a, that's a sign of the apocalypse. Uh, the future, she envisioned... Oh, wait, this is someone... Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so they're presenting... This is like kind of an art project, really. They put together almost a dinner party of the kind of foods that you would find in this, in this world where humanity is having to do drastic things to mitigate the impacts of climate change and continue to produce enough food to feed, what, 10 billion people by 2050? Water wars. Those are coming. Hot sea levels urbanization, all these things, part of the climate change stew. Yes. Uh, Insects. So, so they're envisioning a world where everyone already believes that climate change is real. Okay. So everyone's agreed on that. And human-caused, everyone's agreed on that, and has been forced to cope with its most dire effects. Some of those effects include, some of those effects include sea level rise, ocean warming, acid, acidification, and deoxygenation. Yeah. Was, That's was, not what you said. I was but, getting all those. As part of dealing with all that, we would have to, we would have been required. Well, give, me the, give me the juice. What are we going to eat? To adopt a slew of I'm conservation ready. techniques. You, you've foreplayed me. I've lubed you. You're enjoying the silk sock? You ready to take it a little longer, a little deeper? That means local farming and foraging for ingredients. Local. Here you go. This is going to come as no surprise to you, Mark. No red meat. Mm. How D- many dinner parties have I been to? Where you've, where I'm in the corner scowling, enjoy that meat while you can, while eating the meat. Yeah, with meat in your mouth. Yeah, enjoy, enjoy the meat, meat while you can. can. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, so no red meat. Desserts made from agar. That's an algae. That's an algae-based gelatin. I'm fine yeah. with that. Mm. Lots right. of aquaculture. Okay. Mm. Okay. A proliferation of bivalves, Ooh. which play an important role in filtering ocean water. I like it. Bring it on. Oysters? You're going to be horny as fuck, dude. Silk, silkness. Is the, are the muscles a bivalve? Uh, yeah, dude. It's yeah, a bivalve. I love it. I love it. Um, and then canned or preserved foods we might need to turn to as crop shift. So. Hey, canning and preserving. Yeah. Tamar so Haspel, this is all coming full this circle. This is less bleak than I expected, though, I must say. Yeah. The team tasted the food, but doesn't plan on serving it. They've got more projects in the works. Wist next wants to re-envision what the dinner party might look like given a future of drought. Mm. Aside from sea level rise, scientists expect that human activity will lead to increasingly dusty and dry conditions in the mm. American West. Uh, for example, that's us. We're in the West. Ugh. We're going to get dusty. I don't want to get dusty. So this, this isn't just existing in uh, an art gallery or wherever. Michelin-starred chef Alexandre Goulion serves a dish inspired by the Erica oil tanker spill off the coast of France at his restaurant, La Marine. Is that this picture? I'm still reading here. A large single oyster sits in the center of a large white plate with a squidding sludge slathered on top. No, that picture is from the the dinner party of the damned. So it's like seaweed and bivalves and... Yeah, it kind of... Yeah. Looks fine. Looks like a like a looks, Japanese appetizer. Looks very macro a by starter. Macro. Mm. Um, hey, I'm, this is optimistic. I was expecting worse. A single oyster in the center of a large white plate with a squid ink sludge slathered on top. So yeah, but that's a dish that's served kind of. Um, that sounds like a me. think piece. 
so you can eat and think about what your addiction to oil means to the fate of humanity. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. That's the intention, I believe. Nah. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at these. These are pretty. Great. All right. So now it begins, Mark. <laughs> How long are we? We're at 57 minutes. Oh, yeah. See, so we're going to go a little long because uh, uh, hiatus next week. Hiatus next week. So a special treat. We'll be in New York on business. Yep. Um, so this show will have to carry you through. And as many listeners might already know, I've kind of always been trying to softly get Mark to come around. He, I don't want him to skateboard again. That's not the, the aim here. Oh. It's mm. not that. I just, he's dismissive of skateboarding by and large. And I'm trying to explain to him why that's a fool's errand. You seen my French? Yeah. Well, you could wear that skating, dude. You look like <laughs> Kenny Reed. You're, you're, you would, you'd like Kenny Reed. He's a pro skater who travels a lot. He travels the world, Mark. Skates all over the world. Skates in strange third world countries. Part of France, like you're from the countryside in France. The uh, uh, so um, I sent Mark a link, a YouTube link to watch Video Days, which is a blind skateboard. Just skateboard a, it's a video. classic seminal video, right? It is. It's like kind of the biggest street skating video ever, in a way. Like it really opened things up. Okay, street skating. Got it. But it's more than that because I watched it. It's directed by Spike Jones, Academy Award, Academy Award winning director Spike Jones, right? Mm-hmm, or did he? Mm-hmm. No, he won for a screenplay. But Academy Award winner mm-hmm. Spike Jones directing. And you got some of the top pros of the day, bro. <laughs> so we can just go right through it because you watched the video. I watched it. I took notes, told you what I was thinking, seeing. Guy, uh, Why the, don't you just play it in the background? No? I guess we could do that. Have a little Why don't bit you of, play it in the background? All right. Because my computer's all tied up. Here, let me hit play. It has a little intro. The, a link to the thing is in the doc if you want to see it, watch it with us as we... Oh, here we go. Yeah. Low, low, low rider. Oh, hey. Yeah, by war. Imagine that. Well, it's funny, though. There, there's like a skit. It opens with a skit. Yeah, and these kids look like they're 12 driving a car on the LA high freeways. That's why it's hilarious. <sighs> so you got the skit. I do like the fonty stuff. It's like they hand scrawled it. Yeah, see? That's artistic. You hearing something? I'm just checking it out. There's Goop Mariano. It's Guy Mariano. What? Oh. Did you write <laughs> I thought it was Gup. <laughs> His name was Gup? Yeah. No, it's Guy Mariano. Ouch. Jesus, that hurt. Look at these guys. I love it. Yeah, they're just having a good time, man. They're just going to... We're just warming up. We know we're going to go deep on some skate. Well, no, I mean, as I was watching this video, what I was thinking about, I'm trying to think about, like, what... How can I explain this to Mark? The purpose... Of a skate video, Mark, mm-hmm. is to stoke. <laughs> don't even fucking know what that means. Man. I mean, you could you could say that its purpose is to inspire, and you wouldn't be wrong. But it's more to stoke. It's to make you. <clears throat> if you skateboard and you watch a skate video, a good skate video makes you want to get outside and go skate as soon as it's over. It makes yeah. you want to go not necessarily skate exactly like their skate, but it just like makes you want to go experience the feeling of skating around. Oh, here's the first one. This is, the, this is Goop Mariani. Mariano. Guy Mariano. Goop Mariano. Who your notes, he's very young. He looks extremely young. He's the youngest rider on the team at the oh, time. Oh, yeah. He likes Jackson 5. Yeah, I said, he, see, and that's, I think, them fucking with him. Yeah. A little bit. Oh, that'll answer one of my later questions. He's very young. He's very good, but lacks a certain grace. 
See, that's a pro- well, I mean, why would anyone watch 24 minutes of this? Those are my notes from Goop Mariano. Okay. Well, Guy Mariano was young. He's very, he's actually one of the most graceful skateboarders of all time. I think what you're seeing is that he's just really little. Yeah. And that skateboard's like almost as tall as he is. Well, he so looks like he's 12. Is he 12 when he, this is happening? He's probably pretty little. I mean, he's, yeah, he looks like he's about 12 or 13. All right. I mean, he's. Yeah, don't get it. Don't. <laughs> you're getting it. You're getting it. I'll get sucked in if sucked I start in. watching. Gunk. Why would someone watch 24 minutes of this? Yeah. For the stoke. For the stoke. But another thing that happens, man, is sometimes, you know, when a new video, this doesn't happen as much anymore because now videos just come out in little five minute parts online, yeah. you know? Yeah. Back then, like, this was a, on a VHS cassette that someone cherished and loved and oh, probably loaned out to friends. So you would, like, when it, when it first came out, you'd watch it with all your bros. How would you get it? Somebody would get a copy? You'd go to a skate shop and buy it. Oh, you'd buy it? Yeah, How they, much was this? I don't know. It was probably, like, 15 bucks or something. And, and so bucks. Spike and these guys would get money out of this? I, they, I doubt The they, company. Some I doubt they made much money. Like Blind I, skateboards would get money. And I, I, I'm almost certain that they didn't pay to license this song. Yeah. But that's what was great about skateboarding back then is like, F it. it flew under the radar a bit because no one was paying attention. And while no one was paying attention, it was quietly, Mark, changing the world. Oh, boy. Let's right. see what I was saying about- The uh, education begins. The education begins. It is a natural reaction to the unnatural world. Yeah, do, you see how, do you see how they take the uh, urban landscape and they- I do. That's, they bring it to life, Mark. I hadn't thought of that. I like that. Yeah. See, there's like that does make it feel more natural. There are elements of Stoke because this is the natural living podcast, and it should be natural if we're going to spend all this time going over on a big old burly episode. Oh, this is going to be an epic episode for sure. I mean, there we go. Yeah, that's he's a, this young buck doing little. Oh, wait a minute. I can, yeah, here. Oh, no, we got see, I think this is like a purely a street skating part. It's just this, this kid loose in the streets. It's all California, right? Mm, I bet it's mostly California, but... Oh, no. Oh, big jump. Oh, he did fine. Skate teams would take lots of trips, too. That was like a big feature. Is this a skate team? Because if this is a skate team... Well, yeah, that's a, a team of skateboarders. This is the team? <laughs> that's what a video is, man. Oh, man. So all the guys who... <laughs> All the guys who have parts in this video, those are the those are the riders. It's those are like, the team riders for blind skateboards. Oh my god! I just so blind skateboards would go on. Was tour. there ever a time when like your mom had to load up the sedan with you and like no. three or four other middle schoolers who all had your boards and going like, "Yeah, can you put on Black Flag?" and then drop you off in some parking lot? That's what this is. This is not a professional skate team. Yeah, it is. These are all, I, I don't know if Guy Mariano was a pro at this point, but Jordan Richter, pro. I mean, here's Jordan Richter. And so, so what we that immediately means, go into, this is a half pipe. See, the, and this is like- um, a skate park. That's what's and, nice about this part is it's almost like a callback to the videos of the 80s where it was almost all ramp skating. Ramp skating. So I think immediately the pads and helmet, it's very important to get this message out to the kids. If about you're the skating pads on a vert helmets. ramp, it's probably a good idea to wear. But then he stopped helmet. wearing them. Yeah. Then well, he's street skating now. You don't want to look like a, I don't know. You look kind of like a kook if you're out in the streets with a helmet on, sadly. Yeah. And then your kid hits the curb, lands on his head, and is dumb for the rest of his life. I don't know. Hardly ever happens. But it does. Well, I mean, you could get it's hit like by football. a bus, You're going to send your kid to play football? Probably not. <laughs> Um, yeah. So Hypocrisy. what was I telling you? Oh, so, but these, that's what would happen, Mark. This is the pro team, right? So all mm. these guys, mm. they probably went on tour together. <laughs> Why is that funny? They'd get in a van and they can't even drive. <laughs> Some of them are old enough to drive, man. And there's like, yeah, a like one of there's them. also someone called a team manager, Mark. Yeah, I'll bet. 
Who drives them around? They go. Oh, they would go on tour. They would drive like across part of the U.S. and sure. stop in lots of cities and fucking share the stoke, dude. Kids would come and watch them skate. Sometimes a skate demo was just like a couple of wooden ramps in a in a parking lot in front of a skate shop. Hey, man, do you know uh, you you remember Charge Kingsbury, Ned Nimby? Yeah, he's, he's gonna up love there in this the woods section. with his own little. What's that called? He's got like a big mini. It's like a big ramp. It's sort of like mostly a half pipe, but he's got bowled out <laughs> corners. Oh, that was it. Wait, my notes for Jordan Richter were pads and helmets are important. Board, have to go check my email. But then sometimes, I came back. Sometimes for, a ramp part can be a little uh, Mark, tedious. Mark Gonzalez. So, I mean, this you is, keep throwing videos. Like, watch this, watch this. Nah. I, well, Mark Gonzalez is. They, they look probably, at him. Look at him. What are my notes? Baggy clothes, mappa curls, oafish. He's a mysterious figure is what he is. He's very, he's, he's like an artist. He is truly an artist. His work gets shown in galleries, Mark. He's a painter. I'm not fucking with you. He's I an actual think artist. You are. But he's that a very artistic that, soul. That make if you watch his part, you see that everything he's doing is kind of weird and artistic and has his stamp. Like, I don't know enough to know it's weird. That's weird. He does funny little ollies all the time too. Like he leans back a lot when he ollies and just does these weird little hops. His movements are strange sometimes, but he also does, you know, extremely gnarly things, as you might Baggy say. Baggy clothes, mappa curls, oafish, very California, which seems like the place to do this. Jesus, ouch, I'm almost 44. I'm not going to do this. My education is doomed before it begins. But again, my point is not to try and get you out skateboarding. Good. I just want you to feel the, the stoke a little bit. That's all. Okay. What does this say? Kids shouldn't be in bed at four, at three forty-five. Well, in a, in a couple minutes, they're going to have footage of like they're through the gas stations and stuff, and there's a little timestamp on the. They're probably on quarter. tour, man. Camcorder. Like, kids should not. It's three forty-four in the morning. They're skateboarders, their man. They can handle it. Their parents probably know they're out skating with their uh, bros. Then I got bored. Man. Or maybe they came from broken homes. You got bored watching the Mark Gonzalez part, and I went to Twitter. Yeah, you got some great jazz music playing. See, this is like the best part in the video. It's 24 minutes of people skateboarding. <laughs> yeah, but what you're, what you're paying attention to is like their different styles and their different approach to it. And he does like unique bit. things. A little bit. A lot of, that's kind of the same moves though, you know? They jump up on stuff. They go up on curbs. I mean, they, hit, they hit the trucks. They get the trucks on the curb. That's grinding. Yeah, that, grinding. They grind on the curbs. Oh, but look at that. Look at that board slide. That's amazing. Hey. Oh. There was one move that I noted in here. Somebody did a move I really liked. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's at the end. Oh, yeah, yeah, that one is I'm good. I'm sure you'll know what that is. I'm sure it's baked deep into your psyche. Well, I mean, we don't... I mean, that's Some fine. of the other videos that I sent you... So I sent you a video, Thrasher Magazine... I didn't see that. ...puts out this series of little videos um, where they get a, a, a skateboarder to talk about their favorite skate part, like from a video, because that's what I'm telling you, man. There, you latch on... Like I, this video, I liked this video. It wasn't my favorite video when I was skating. I liked the Foundation Super Company videos. Oh. Because they were just a little goofier and the dudes were all kind of goofy. Mm -hmm. And one of the dudes named Josh Beagle, my friend at school said that he looked like me. So I was like, oh, I'll like, I so I was like, I love Josh Beagle. I like these videos and they're goofy. And like Josh Beagle would fall off a rail and when he'd land on the ground, he'd go, <laughs> like he'd just do stupid things. It was really funny. I can't believe they don't get like seriously hurt some of these falls. So uh, they clearly well, they do. Don't, they don't always show the. As our episode with Spencer Monsanto kills Hamilton will attest. 
Yeah. Guy gets into his, what, early 20s or mid-20s? He's like, oh, my back's not doing so good. Well, yeah, I mean, they He's these skate up. videos, you, mostly they show the makes. They don't show the... Occasionally they'll show the bales because they're exciting. The yeah. What was my point? Oh. The makes and the bales. The makes and the bales. Oh, but so Thrasher puts out a, a series where they have a skater talk about his, fi- his or her favorite video part. And there's this dude named Jason Jesse who's a skater from like Mark Gonzalez's era, who's also very elusive and strange. He's been on lots of reality TV shows because he, he does custom motorcycles and things. But he's also like, he's just, there's no one quite like him. The way he talks and thinks is very out there. And he has, he picks three Mark Gonzalez video parts. Oh, that's how much he he's got, loves he's Mark Gonzalez. He's got a Gonzalez. big bone for Mark. Well, they're friends. Gons. They're also friends. They call him the Gons. Garden Maria. What? Oh. What city is this, Park Maria? Oh, yeah, look at this. I forgot I threw this in here. What is this? You're this not is from Vice. I skateboard, are you? Do you think I'm too old to skateboard, though? I don't like skateboarding. See? 3.43 dude, in the dude, morning. Dude, let me show you a few tricks of mine, okay? Well, watch me skate, dude. Watch my rhythm. It's <laughs> <laughs> like a busker on the street. Who is this? Yeah, That's Mark Gonzalez. Trying to make somebody on the street like him? I don't think he really cares. He's just messing around. Responsibility. <laughs> To do it. Four wheels. That's a little bit of a non-stop go. Police officers coming over to tell us to get out of the show. Rudy, you can't drive because police are coming. Sorry, Evan. I think he was talking to Rudy Johnson. A little bit of performance art. That, you know yeah, that was like a, a, a yeah. Oh, there we Just go. Just right there's <laughs> the side, but I, it reminded me of you because the guy's like, I don't like skateboarding. And so Mark Gonzalez is trying to win him over. Kinda. Oh, he's, he's, he's playing around. fucking with him, too. He's very playful. Yeah. He's a strange dude. But he does, it's not so much in this video, but in some of the other video parts. Is it still him? Or have we moved on? That's no, still him. It's the jazz. Oh, okay. But he'll like skate in between, like skate down busy streets and in between like parked cars, like doing little punches and stuff. <laughs> or like lay down on a skateboard and roll through traffic. And then I sent you, I sent you that uh, video that's, <laughs> or the commercial. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you watch the commercial at least? Oh, I did see the commercial. The Nissan commercial? Yeah. That Spike Jones directed? Yeah, it's funny. It's all... Yeah. So anyway, the point Jason Jesse makes at the end is just that... Because uh, his final video is a, a little short film that Mark Gonzalez made with Spike Jones, And his point is that skateboarders are everywhere. Like, seeping into other industries and areas of life and shaking shit up. But no one from the outside can get into skateboarding. You can't fake your way into skateboarding. Oh, which is, I see. Which is that whole ad, ad agency thing you were talking about. That's you can't, interesting. Like, you can't talk about like, oh yeah, skate. Yeah. So it can infect you. You can't infect it. Pretty much. If, it's like oh, that. Rudy you, Johnson. And you, this this guy you liked. I liked him. Lanky and lithe. Yes. I can, I can get into that. Then, then I, when I was watching this, I thought, wait, do they get to pick their own music? Great question. Thank you. Great question. And then I remembered I needed to add shoulder season to Patreon. Oh, well, good. And you took care of that. Yeah. Why that's a great question. And I don't know the answer in terms of like, does every, like I have a feeling Guy Mariano didn't pick Jackson 5. I think they, because he was the kid, they were probably like hazing him a bit with that. Hey, goop. Um, It's quite possible Mark Gonzalez chose that jazz music. That seems very likely. Maybe those credits, there's those playful credits here we might be able to watch and Oh yeah, the credits are playful, but you got so this is Rudy Johnson. 
skating to Dinosaur Jr. Mm. Big band in the skate, like if, but 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 carefully used. You can't like if you skate to a Dinosaur Jr. song, it means something. You have to like earn the right to skate to a Dinosaur Jr. song. I'm not I'm not kidding about that. It's weird. No, I'm gonna do it right now. But it probably all comes you from go out there in your alley with my with my iPhone. <laughs> just hold it down, go up and down the alley, and put some Dinosaur Jr. on top of it, and call it. <laughs> That'd be great. Alley video alley days. Well, but it wouldn't be respected the way this oh. is. And this actually might have been the first That's Dinosaur Jr. song in a skate video. I'm not sure. But to skate to a Dinosaur Jr. song means something. Look at this guy's long. This guy's still light, lanky and lithe. Yeah. Yeah. He's brushy in a little bit, isn't brushy he? Brushy See, that's what I'm talking about. See, I, I, this is what Automatically more graceful. Right. So you watch a skate video. Oh, just the body lines. You watch a skate video with your friends, right? Each one of your friends Everyone's might- Everyone's got their own silk sock. Everyone's got their own silk sock. For your, your silk sock is Rudy Johnson. Oh, He's reaching out to you. Yep, right. I respond to Mark Gonzalez because I just, you know, I like how unpredictable and strange he is. But, but this guy is. He's so styly. Look at how smooth. Styly. And he, he picked a great song. That, hey, that's me in a nutshell. Yeah. Hey, you know what? You know how I'm always like trying to, oh, well, shit, here you go. Here's a perfect parable for you. Oh, no. You know my obsession with Donovan? You got some more clips? How, no, I have no more clips, but how, I'm all, how I loved Donovan music. Yes. And went and met him and interviewed him. The only reason I like really got turned on to Donovan was from a Foundation Super Comedy video that had like two or three Donovan songs in him. Okay. Jason Lee. Yeah. What? Why is he so in my face? He's just being weird. He's being super weird. And that is the guy. That is the I actor. I had to verify that. I said, what? That is Earl. That's the guy. Yeah. That's actor, Scientologist. Is that the same Jason guy Lee. heading to Wikipedia? I did that. It's him. I guess he was a famous skateboard. Very famous. He was famous in skate. Yeah. You know what people love about Jason Lee? The little quick reverse move. Well, that, but also watch his 360 flips. I like the little quick reverse move. Let's see if he does one. Oh, does he do reverts? Is that what you're I don't know. He also is famous for when he pushes fast, he puts his hand on his front knee, like his, on the front knee. He's got his hand on his knee as he's pushing a lot of the times if he's going really fast, and people love that. Some people would just like be content just to watch him push for a video. That's how weird skating is. In fact, when I- uh, 24 minutes of Jason with his hand <laughs> on his thigh pushing. No, but you'll hear that analogy. People will be like, man, I'd rather, wa- I'd rather watch Gar- Guy Mariano push on his skateboard than- that there. other kid do. Uh, maybe he's just a little, little yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. Little, okay. See what I'm saying? Oh, that! It's a little reverse. Oh, no. oh yeah, yeah. Like a little little revert, I think is what that would be called. Mm. Great. I forget what this 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 song, the band's called Milk. People like loved this song in this video part and couldn't it was like a hard to find album, I remember, then it got oh, re-released. I can totally see that. Yeah. Look at this video. What song is that? You gotta get all the music. Yeah, it's a big deal. What's that one? I can't fit. What is that one? And he knows that. So he's like, let me pick up, let me show him that milk song. But I mean, hey, think about like think okay, golf. You like watching the masters, right? Nat- I don't watch. This is Natch, man. This is us. Hey, but you like golf, right? Yeah. Well, you talk about golf. I'm trying to <laughs> No, drop. I'm kidding. That's, that's for in the face. But I think about Watching golf. Watching golf can be fun. Other individual Relaxing. sports where it's just you against yourself, essentially. Mm. 
And, then, and skateboarding yes. has that, but th- look at all the, the the amount of personal expression you're seeing here through the music, through mm-hmm. the selection of tricks. I, I can see that. Through the settings. And then you watch this video, you realize like Jason Lee went, went on to become a very famous, influential actor. It seems like many people did. Spike Jones there goes go. on to direct some amazing films, I write saw, some films, I win an Oscar. Goop Mariano down at the 7-Eleven last night. No, Guy Mariano, I, he owns a skate company, I think, they like all chocolate or something. Well, that's the other thing. Is what's, you what's you that? write Ashton, them off as Ashton Chardon, Bianca Chandon. Yes, <laughs> that's Alex Olson's clothing company. Yep, lifestyle brands. Oh, but it, you know you're dismissive of skateboarders sometimes, but they're all very. Most of them are very entrepreneurial. Most of these successful companies were just started by bet. a skater who skated for a team. But they got famous. Didn't like the way it was running. Then eh, I'm going to start my own team and I'm going to make it better. They got a level of fame, and from Some there of them, they oh yeah the, ooh yeah some good. Oh, and now it's with now Husker Du, I think. He, Husker Du. His video part is so long, he's got two songs. That's how beastly you know he is. <laughs> he looks like he might be a little older. He's certainly old, older than more older. More. Everyone's older than Guy, if that's Goop. what you're getting at. Goop. Goop. There we go. All right. And then they do this little outro where they're pound, just drinking in a car. Yeah. It's a joke, though. I know it's a joke because then the funny. Then the car falls off a cliff and blows up, and then they do the credits where they pretend they're dead, which is quite funny. It's funny. You, yeah, you you pick up on Spike Jones's sense of humor in the skate video a little bit. Think which he is did all that? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Look at the text though. It's so. It's like really hard to read. Clunky. Yeah. <laughs> it's a terrible font. Yeah. Mark Gonzalez, he died. So to the point that I was making that Jason Jesse, where he says like skateboarders go out and take over parts of the world, but you can't get into skateboarding. Think about how many people in this video, like, like three at least, like Mark Gonzalez in the art world, mm. Spike Jones in the film world as a director and a writer, a creator. He was in Three Kings too. He's an actor. Who was? Spike Jones. Oh yeah, he was. And then you got Jason Lee. He was like a pretty successful actor. Unfortunately, also a Scientologist, but... Is he? Yeah. Hey. Yo, Mark's song, Some Damn Good Jazz. Didn't even put the name of it on there. Hey, they, got, they make you work for it. Dinosaur Jr., Just Like Heaven. Knife Song by Milk. Yeah, Jason, typical. <laughs> typical. You could just see My Name is Earl coming around the corner, even back then. Well, have you, see, have you seen Mallrats, that Kevin Smith movie? Oh, uh, God, Why? <laughs> I feel like that was his first kind of breakout role. Uh-huh. Yeah, he was 21 when they made this. He was driving him around. And like when, when my friends and I started watching Mallrats, he is really funny in that movie. He's very sarcastic and biting. And this like, person, Carol Winthorpe? Is I don't think that's a real person. That's a fake person. <laughs> but that's the thing. We were so excited that a skater was in a movie. It like blew our minds. And it was especially exciting because it was really good. A Spike Jones, Carol Winthorpe skateboard film made possible by contributions from Adolescence Against Drunk Driving. That's funny. Mm. Unreal. Is that a thing? I don't know what that is. Pleasant Hills Mortuary. Christian Klein. I don't know. Don't know. I don't know who Christian Klein is. Weird, obscure references. It's like listening to Natch. Cast. Hey, there it is. You hit on what my major point was, Mark. Oh, and let's bring it on home. Video opens with a skit. Natch often opens with a skit or a weird piece of original music that's like kind of goofy and strange. And then it's like little segments, each with their own little personality. You've been, this whole time you've been trying to make skate videos. The whole time. This podcast is a skate video. That's oh. the point I was trying to make. And I think you realize that now. I'm 
Thank you, you. I've been stoking you this whole time. And, and, it's, and it, all the tension revolves around that because you man the controls and you're trying to make a skate video and I'm trying to do something else. <laughs> uh, so see, it was a worthwhile journey. It was. How, just before we, I mean, we can, we can wrap it up here, but do you feel differently at all? <laughs> I don't know if I feel, I don't feel stoke. No stoke at all? Like I'm going to go do it. I'm not, I know I can, I can appreciate it. I can, I can understand. I don't know if I will, but I can understand how you could dig in and treat it as a creative project. And yeah, there's enough in there. There's different a lot styles, in there. different characters, the music they pick, the sense of humor, the sensibilities. I get it. Yeah. And there's like some great. And you could, you could get totally uh, all fanboy about it. You could. Oh my God. Was he wearing those, uh, what pants was he wearing in that, uh, video when, uh, Echo Park? That's those, kind of thing big, what happened. Were those big boy Johnsons? Cause I wanted me a pair of them big boy Johnsons. Well, actually blind. So that company, they made these famous jeans, blind jeans that, uh, kind of fit like these pants. Like they were just like big. In fact, I just saw it on, they had an Instagram post that those jeans are back. Like blind still exists, I guess. I thought that company was gone, but so the blind jeans are coming back. But so back then, like there was a time in skateboarding, I think video days is sort of on the tipping point of this, but like where it was big pants and small wheels. So all the skateboards had these tiny little wheels. Ooh, It was really, really hard to skateboard with little, little wheels. And everyone had these huge fat pants on that were like cut too short, kind of like these. But then misfits, it happens in the videos. First, you start to see a lot of the pros wearing more. I mean, they're still pretty baggy, but more fitted pants because it's functional. Well, yeah, but, but less like I, I loved like the big aggressive in your face. Oh my God. Those like giant ones. (laughs) Those are the worst. No, when I, I told you when I, my friend and I worked at a big and tall store so we could get access to like these giant pants. Like, like, hold on. There's one of these on, uh. Uh, what's oh yeah, dudes! Oh my god! Not like Jenkos, not that shit. Is that what I'm thinking of? Probably. What? This is not their post. There's an oh yeah, dude account, but it, all right. But but you start seeing the pro skaters oh, wearing them. these like more fitted pants. So we started calling them pro pants, and then everyone in my little group was on a quest to find the perfect pair of pro pants. Why he changed his handle to Jonathan Laraquette? Oh, because they got the oh yeah. He's dude. allowed to do that. Well, they're not posting to it. Here. You're going to show me something? If, if I remember seeing this just ridiculous pair of pants, I think it was on it. Yes. Oh, no. Those are like raver pants. Those are way different. <laughs> no, you wouldn't want that. Okay. But there was a time when we were all trying to find pro pants. We had this one friend, Brian, who would like get really excited. I remember I got these new pants and I wore them to school one day and Brian was like, ah. Oh. Pro pants. Uh, that's kind of how, <laughs> how he expressed excitement about things. But I mean, so that's how, that's how strange things got, Mark. <laughs> see, now you've, got a, you've taken a little peek into the sordid... I can see, I can see yes, it's, a little, it's an insight into the magic of you and what's holding you back. <laughs> and Probably, and what all, propels me forward. All exactly. That balance. Yeah. And you know what it is, Mark? It's 100% natural. Just like this podcast, Natch episode 114, video days. Stay natural, people. Stay natural. Uh, might be a while before we're back at you, no, going out of town. One extra week. Yeah. Well, they're going to get lonely. Oh, but I get to hear the end of this now. You do. So natural. So natural. So natural. So natural.
Oh. 